0: Everybody, welcome back to Strange New Show. Keith and Mike watch Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. Today, we are talking about season one, episode six, "Lift Us," where suffering cannot reach. We have been suffering on the East Coast as we are recording this now. Uh, the uh, the smoke from the wildfires in Canada have been taking over all of us uh it's been pretty amazing if this is if you're watching this in a month you won't remember this ever happened but no. uh it was quite the event we're a little bit better here in new jersey in philadelphia i bet you're pretty bad today it's not doesn't look too bad uh, but it's it still smells a little
1: smoky out there but yesterday was like the weirdest uh, you know we've there's been wildfires in California that have drifted over and down before. Yeah, it's like Tuesday it, for them. Yeah, but, but but it's never smelled so much like just campfire. And uh, yeah. that was disconcerting. But you know what? We were lift up. The low pressure system is going to move on out. We're going to get some air movement. It's going to all be gone by the weekend.
0: And, uh, everything's uh, and for fine. all of us. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. And for all of us here in the States who are complaining about there's smoke everywhere. Uh, Canada's on fire. Yeah. So they're having a worse day. So uh, our thoughts for our friends up north. All right. Well, we have an exciting episode to talk about today. We We've got a lot to get into. Uh, we know Pike maybe got into something. Mm, so um uh, oh, yeah. there we go. I did my but,
1: best, Pike Keith, and I, I wore no undershirt today, so that
0: oh, you get the TNA, that, get the silver. Get are you uh, a? <laughs> I'm gonna. I just bailed on what I was gonna say. <laughs> I just. I just like barfed in my own mouth just a little bit. I definitely do have some silver chest
1: hairs, which I, I've. I've. Start, I've begun to notice. In fact, I had to shave my beard because I couldn't look in the mirror, and there was so much gray. It was a lot was happening. A lot. A lot's happening, Keith. I'm dealing with it. I'm going through it.
0: <laughs> I'm aging. I'm dealing with it. Okay, I'm dealing with it. That's. That's where we're at today. Well. Yeah. Uh, but before we get into this episode, we have to talk a little bit about last week's yeah. Spock uh an episode that everybody seems to have enjoyed. I'm so glad. And these are last week's viewer ratings. If you would like to have yours included about this episode next week, you can leave a YouTube comment below with a rating from 1 to 100 self-sealing stem bolts. And we will include you in the average. If you want us to read your comment, just leave a little super tip there, and we will happily read your comment here on the air for tens of people who watch this show. So our viewer ratings last week, JD came in with an 88, Worf's boot shivs with an 89, Jason Moe coming in hot with a 96, which gives us an average of 91, which, Mike, makes you, me, uh, makes me the winner. Wow, extra. what a D. <laughs> that that was more like incompetence, more oh, than okay. meanness, but yeah. you know, sometimes the, uh, you know, it, it, it blurs together. But uh, yeah, so there was, I was a 94, you were a 95 next week. Can't find, I can't wait to find out what we're going to do here on Lift Us, where suffering cannot reach, which aired. We're going to talk about the episode now, uh, which aired. <laughs> Well, because like I moved the patron part to a little you, bit you later did. in yes. the show. I didn't click the thing, yeah, yeah, uh, which aired on June 9th, twenty twenty two, which is tomorrow. A year will will be a year tomorrow.
1: Air date. The top yeah. song. We, we really yeah. we really planned this. We've nailed it.
0: We really have. It's. I mean, God, we're so good at this. Yeah. I mean, i getting there. I'm fighting my my ear holes, whatever you call those things. <laughs> All right, so the top song, uh, Beaming Into Your Ear Holes, is, once again, As It Was by Harry Styles. You know, right? it's not the
1: same as it was. As it was. You know, this is on my running mix, so I often hear it. I'm like, beady Shop It Dooby Doo, beady Body Booty Boo.
0: The top movie was *Jurassic World: was Domination*. A, what a dumb movie! Uh you know what? Here's the thing. Of the 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 Pratt trilogy, uh, I thought the second one was the worst. Jurassic World: Domination was, of course, it was stupid. Yeah. But it knew it was stupid. Yeah. And but they if tried you to just do that like, whole thing yeah, right, with like, "Oh, it's this. the mosquitoes." It was the, well, no, it was Locus. Well, that makes oh, sense Oh, yeah, yeah, me. yeah, right, yeah, whatever. It was Locus. It was a bug thing, whatever, I don't care. But at least, like, a whole bunch of crazy stuff happened. In the the second one, I barely even remember what happened. There was, like, some sort of an auction, and most of it took place in a warehouse. Like, uh, eh, come on, I go blow some a, stuff I up. I
1: don't give a prat. If you want some good dinos, all you gotta do is watch Prehistoric Planet Season 2 on Apple TV+. Plus. I'm telling you, that is some good stuff. Oh, okay, it's well, David Attenborough doing a whole planet Earth, but it's prehistoric and they're using all the CGI, so it's it's better in my opinion. I don't need to see okay. the dinosaurs eating people. Eh,
0: I kind of want to see me people. Okay, I kind of want to blow stuff up. Anyway, the uh, in the hard news, the Weekly World News headline from twenty years previously. A maid puts panties in an actor's soup to make him fall in love with her. Mm, so on, um, on Deep Space Nine, we had like something about
1: fantastic fatties. And and now we still there. Remember that it was like a it was alliteration about like fatties. And, and it was really disturbing and, and uncomfortable and, and really didn't age well. But now we're making fatties by putting panties up in your soup. Okay, yeah. I want my panties back, panties back, panties back, panties back, panties back, panties back. I want my panties back, panties back, panties back, panties back, panties back, panties back. Keep taking, I my panties back, panties back. had too much caffeine. That worked out so much better than it had any right to.
0: Oh, I'm. You know, honestly, that, I mean, based on the picture there, like, you don't need to feed me soup. Like, I'm in. That guy looks grossed, yet... Not so grossed out. Like ah!
1: <laughs> I still don't. We might. I might have to like find that and read that article because I don't quite get the. I don't quite get the premise of the promise. You
0: know. what uh, I mean? Also, I did not look at that smaller one. We're not going to mention it. But holy shit! That's a what the hell? Panty All recipe. All right, moving. N- Sicky no.
1: senior gets no, girl. Don't, don't ten- even read oh it. no! Abort! That's, Abort! <laughs>
0: Abort. <laughs> take Jesus. back my whole weird song now. That one just Holy makes it creepier. Crap. I, I did not notice that until just now, and I'm like, I want my innocence back, innocence back, innocence back, innocence. <laughs> no. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Audible. <laughs> Mike, do you, any chance you want to take back Tulsa. the last thirty seconds Tulsa. of your life? Tulsa too. <laughs> Tulsa 2. Swap it to that a runway. That means cut, cut this
1: part. <laughs> I didn't. We didn't write it.
0: We just re-aired <laughs> no. it. You just re. Oh Jesus! All right. Anyway, I apologize to Ooh. literally everyone in the entire universe. What else is new? I'm giving you a clean moment to cut back in and say no. The director, it, it of we this have rules. Episode. The rules are: once you say it, you must obey it. Oh God. Oh. Uh, This episode was directed by Andy Armaganian, and this is uh, who did one episode of Disco, and this so far, Uh, but you never know. They tend to keep working. This episode was written by Robert Wasserman, who wrote on Spock Amok, and Bill Wolkoff, who wrote on Ghosts of Illyria. And before we hit everybody's third favorite jingle about trivia, we need to thank our patrons who are supporting our little show here on Patreon.com slash on which you can get all sorts of extra bonus nonsense. This week we dropped the first hour of Star Trek something-something, the new video game. Okay. And, uh, and we had a really good time playing it. We're going to try to play a little bit more later this week. That will be patron-exclusive... On patreon.com slash KM. Mike, who's patroning these days? Oh, yeah, you guys will get to
1: watch part two before part one even gets to YouTube. Brian Kimball, Sock, Wyatt Eldridge, Casey Clark, Jason Moe, Bren Joshua. Hey, Bren, happy anniversary. Andrew Hayes, Jorge oh, Neboa, yes. and the Mysterious Wharfs. Big Charles Babaj, Richard Coleman, welcome back. CRM Productions, Nikolai Ivanovich Lobachevsky, Delusions, when at noon. And if you want to send us stuff in the good old snail mail here in the USA, please do get your name up on the list. J.D. Mate, Colin Dagan, Chris Mitchell, that's CRM, Pat, and Josh Cronin. Why don't you pop, pip and pop on that list two times.
0: And you're only sending it to the USA. You know, almost half of those folks have sent it from places other than the USA. You can join the team,
1: become a producer on all of our shows, hundreds of views,
0: patreon.com slash K and... If we're lucky. All right, now it is time for uh, you know, these newer episodes don't have a lot, but what's there is interesting in a little segment we call. Oh, no. Oh, oh. The quietest. No. This, of all the segments. <laughs> the most silent bumper. If you're watching it on YouTube, like, boy, you got a visual feast. But if you're just listening to the podcast feed, we must! I, Now keep, waste your time with Trivial Trivia. Okay. So, uh, speaking of our friends across the border up north, this episode, at least the exteriors, were filmed on Parkwood Estate in Oshawa, Ontario. Uh, They they actually went out and filmed it on location, which is why it looks extra cool going through the... uh, The Hedge Maze, and and I think this is interesting, and now that I've seen the episode, I totally see how and why, Uh, this script was based on an unused script from way back in the original series. Oh. Uh, Which is crazy to think that they dug into the archives and pulled out this idea from the 60s. Pretty interesting. So the guest stars on this episode include Lindy Booth as Alora, Dan Janot as George Samuel Kirk, I, Ian Ho as the First Servant, and Hughes Madhaj. Madhav. Oh Jesus! I need to start all over again. I, you know what? I, I gotta look it up. Hold on. We're gonna okay. we're gonna we're gonna get this right because it is important to get people's names. Well, while you right. look it up, Keith, one thing I
1: found really interesting in this episode is that even though we're only in episode six, which is past the halfway point, it's funny to me that they're still doing previously ons because the previously ons are just summarizing the entire season of this show, which is only five episodes, but <laughs> right. they spend good amount of time doing it. They just they, they gave glimpses of each and every plot line as it, as it stands, which is kind of ne- interesting, but feels a little unnecessary, but
0: who knows? All right, here. Hold on. We we have it. We're gonna find out. Madhavji, Hughes okay. Madhavji okay. as Elder Gamal. Uh, sorry about bungling that to begin with. So he's only the you know kid's biological father. Uh, well, true, true. Uh, but we uh, you know we strive to do better and not mungle people's names. What does he mean oh, by right. that? I just do the
1: banging. What? When he said that, I was like, "Well, what does that even mean?" I'm just just biologically, and I was like, "Oh, he just does the banging." Just just does the banging. That's mm-hmm. true. That's true. Who's the mom? She's that's not a doctor, passion. so I guess she's not important. Well, apparently not.
0: All right. So, what do you say? We hop into our screening room. Oh, that was
1: it. That's all. That was what. That's, that's it. That's that's it. Whole,
0: not that's in, that. Okay. That, that's that's all there is now. Okay. I gotta get. Oh no. Now oh no! Waste your time <laughs> oh your with trivial, trivial No, that's wrong. That's wrong. Couldn't be wronger. No, very uh, wrong. Now, <laughs> we messed it up the first time. Now get used to listening to that. I
1: won't give it away, but I am. All right, let's just
0: roll.
1: Oh, that made me laugh. Uh, that made me laugh.
0: Okay. Are we in? All right. So... <laughs> What's in happening? our teaser, Keith, no,
1: absolutely what? not.
0: Look what at is you! happening? Look What's at you! With me? You're,
1: you're just oh. like you're over the, you're over the jibbit.
0: Mike, <laughs> what have you eaten today? Yeah, nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, it could be the problem. So, in our teaser, the Enterprise is in the Magellan system, where ten years ago Pike was almost killed by a pulsar. But today, it's just a routine survey. Uh, interesting, they don't really, like, follow up on the Pulsar thing.
1: Yeah, but I thought maybe this was, like, where he first saw the the Vision or whatnot, but no. They no, don't that follow was on Disco. With, yeah, they don't follow up with it at all, really. No. I mean, they uh, talk about a little bit postcoital, but not much.
0: Yeah, well, there you are. Uhura runs into Pike on the Turbolift. She's on her security rotation with La'an and is getting her butt kicked. She arrives on the bridge and La'an is already annoyed. She gives security lesson number two. Security never takes breaks. Mm. We uh, continue Uhura's, you know, hopping around the ship, showing what everybody does, which I get. I mean, basically, from a writing standpoint, they're making Uhura the audience and introducing everybody to all these other characters sort of quickly and what they do. I I don't mind it, but they get a distress signal. A ship is under fire from a larger ship, and the uh, larger ship shoots it with cables, possibly looking to capture it. Uh, Pretty cool that they went sort of lower tech as opposed to a uh, tractor beam. They used these cables, and we can see perhaps there is a bit of a technological disadvantage happening there, Mm. but it also looked cool on the screen. It did, yes. The Enterprise arrives to save the day, and Pike hails the attacker. He tries to tell them to stop, but the larger ship fires at them. But it turns out their pew-pews are very weak. The Enterprise tries to disable the ship carefully, but Uhura, at tactical, accidentally blows it out of the sky. Um, so maybe don't put the trainee. She did apologize. She she did, but she killed all of those people. So, uh, no, I guess they they beamed out. But uh, point being, if you're going to be in a firefight with the Enterprise, maybe don't put the intern at the pew pews. Um, but you know, that's what happened. Uh, the shuttle that was being chased hails them and asks for help and Pike and Number One meet them in the transporter room. Uh, interesting little thingy that I noticed here, and I understand why, that they didn't wait to uh, beam them in until Pike and Number One were in the transporter room, but if they were, like, in distress and the ship's about to blow up, you'd think they would have, you know, gone right away, right? Yes. But they didn't. So, uh, a redhead named Alora recognizes... Chick.
1: Shake, alora I've used that before, and I'm trying to remember when, but I think it was that, wasn't there an episode in Deep Space Nine called like Malora or Maloria or something?
0: There was Malora. That's yep. got to be where I've used that joke before. So, uh, I mean, it was so good the first time. Give it another try. Uh... <laughs> and you could tell from a
1: distance the way they gandered that they had...
0: Oh, this, this was not subtle. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, she recognized Pike from 10 years ago when he was a lieutenant and... Hell yeah, they banged. <laughs> I, I got that just from subtext. Mm-hmm. Your suit and, is so yellow. Hmm, yeah, well, because when he was a lieutenant in a cutscene, you can see him wearing red.
1: Mm.
0: So now he's all yellow now. So uh, in Act One, Alora is there with a man and a young boy. She's all saucy with him, and he is uncharacter Pike is uncharacteristically thrown by this. Possibly because he's definitely the boy's father. That was my <laughs> that was my guess at that point.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't think that. I just thought maybe, you know, she'd seen his uh quarter.
0: Oh, she saw the tri quarter. She saw the whole thing. <laughs> Rebecca Romay is given great face, by the way. I I I mean, you know, if you can't give her the uh, tri five and a half, at least give her the tri quarter. Yeah, yeah. That was terrible. You should try harder. Well, that's... I mean, maybe that's how you can get to six.
1: Oh, Just my feed God. feed him some panty soup.
0: Ew. <laughs> Great. Yes. So, uh, the man takes the boy to the infirmary, where Mbenga is reading to his transporter daughter. She asks him how long she's been in the buffer. And she says, a long time. And he beams her out without telling her. And she mentions the fact that you beam me out without warning me all the time. And he says it's good, it's to make your transition easier. But I don't know. That seems like an interesting ethical question there.
1: I actually thought it so- at least solved an ethical question. My fear, and we talked about this the first time this got raised, was that he wasn't telling her at all. She didn't really know what was up. It was just this perpetual storybook. And she... Just didn't know that she was biffing in and out of existence. So, Uh but Keith, maybe you can explain this to me because one thing I'm missing in this plot line, even though I am very much invested in it emotionally, is
0: Uh
1: is she uh, is she already dead, and he's like keeping a facsimile of her around? No, 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 no. no. So you can take matter and distill it down to its particles and store it almost like
0: Ghostbusters
1: when they're in the thing.
0: You're storing the data, which is then rematerialized into matter. So
1: theoretically, if sort. like my, if, if uh, God forbid, my buddy Keith was like going to bite it, I could mm-hmm. basically pause you where you're at and save you in a little di- save as. E- yes, yeah, save as until we figure out a way to like use AI to generative fill you back.
0: Uh, I, I think yes. I think that's basically it. Um, as long
1: as we have like a warp core available. It's
0: it's sort of a a different version of cryostasis. Okay. So I, for all we know, and we don't know,
1: this daughter could be twenty seven years old by now. Had we not been beam biffing her in and out, right? Or is she aging? No, she's not aging. Okay, so this could no. be going on for quite a while. For all we know.
0: Right. Well, and and we we know this from uh, the next generation episode relics where somebody, no spoiler as to who, uh, is in the transporter buffer for like 80 years.
1: Oh.
0: And and comes out, so. Okay. Uh, anyway, yeah. But at least he's,
1: she knows, right? That was my big ethical question. She knows that she is yes having a treatment, let's say, waiting for treatment.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And I guess if the option is that or dead, you're, you're down with it.
0: I mean, uh, sure. Sure. I mean, I, I just feel like she should have some sort of agency in terms of when she is winked out of existence.
1: Yeah, well, that comes to play a little bit later, right? When she finally is like, you get the impression that he might be holding on a little too tight, right? Because when she's playing hopscotch, she says, "I'm having a good time," and you never let me have fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's there's there's something weird and tragic about the whole thing. Yeah, so. I, I
1: I comment later. I I hope that they kind of hope they resolve this one pretty soon. I, I don't like it. I I like that we're moving it forward a little bit, but I'm ready for it to
0: get solved. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not necessarily d- disagreeing with you. So, Alora explains who the child is to the senior staff. He's kind of the Dalai Lama of her civilization, mm-hmm. chosen at birth to symbolically embody their culture's goodness, uh, and that he has to forswear his own family uh, because everyone on Magellan is his family. Whatever that means. Pike is clearly nervous about this possibly being his progeny. <laughs> I guess I was pretty certain of this, but it didn't, didn't no, turn I, out that way. No, it never even sniffed my way. So uh, apparently they were on the moon because that's where his he has a spiritual retreat. But the other ship attacked them and demanded the child possibly looking for a ransom. And we find out that, oh, guess what? In two days, the kid is going to ascend to the throne, I thought. But it's not the throne. No. He's going to ascend to something. So the Enterprise wants to investigate, of course, what's going on here. But the planet wants to handle it internally. But Pike says, hey, we, we got pew-pewed. I, I got to look into it. And Elora says, all right, but I'm going to tag along. So in the sickbay, Chapel and Mbanga check out the kid the caretaker guy wants to do his own medical stuff, because apparently the kid has quantum bio implants. Um, Apparently they are wildly more technologically advanced than the Federation, at least medically. And they explain they have no disease of any kind because they've got Ant-Man running around at the quantum level in their blood. And, of course, this intrigues Mbenga who might be able to save his daughter. Um, so I guess this guy who is the biological father is also the doctor of the kid as well. That's lucky. It, yeah. So also the uh,
1: before, I mean, it goes without yeah. saying, but this kid is incredibly cute. So cute. Great actor.
0: Well-spoken. That did handle, Handles some
1: pretty dense dialogue really well. And, uh, I thought they, they, they worked a treat with him.
0: Yeah. Really good casting. Um, so we head to the planet and Laan and Uhura cut into the wrecked ship looking for survivors. This is, there's, a, there's a cool couple of shots here mm-hmm. changing the perspective of the camera and uh, looks like a good wrecked ship, which is a you know a Star Trek tradition of course. Uh, Laan says she failed lesson three don't touch anything because she can't help but press the buttons. Pike, Spock and Alora come in and continue searching. Spock discovers a little gizmo that Alora doesn't recognize, but she finds an oath coin on the ship, which are only given to their highest level guards, essentially their secret service. And it's all scratched out because you got know, to, you got you to gotta lead into the symbolism.
1: Yeah. You know what that um, reminded me of was uh, a certain show we used to watch. Remember they like got a picture of a girlfriend and they crossed her eyes out.
0: Or, or, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was a that was not the best episode of that show.
1: Yeah, that was a plot that never got resolved.
0: Nope, because they realized, "No way, let's let's do something completely different with this." So, uh anyway, somebody has turned in the secret service. So Pike offers to keep her safe, but foreigners aren't welcome. But then uh, Pike flashes those eyes and says, uh, "I'll come just as a friend, you know?" And she was like, oh yeah, you will. Yeah. So in act two, they fly down to Wakanda. It's a beautiful (laughs) advanced society and they also have a gratitude festival. Thought that was interesting. Yeah, I thought that was cool. And it's cities floating in the clouds, uh, which the original series kind of did in season three, a different story, different episode. uh, But I think took borrowed from this, the idea of cities floating in the clouds. So, uh, Allura summons the guards, the Secret Service, to see who's turned. On the Enterprise, Spock shows a gizmo to the father guy. It's a neural dampener, and he thinks the attackers probably wanted to use it on the boy. So does the boy have... Does the boy
1: have... Uh, This... Is... Do they pick a boy at random, or is it, like, a child that has a specifically high neural zappy zap brain is it like a or is it just kind of it, that's what i like is there a specific type of child they're looking for or is it just when they run out of juice in the one they got to go to the they next? just need
0: a new kid i'm not sure either frankly um and i don't know what the neural dampener would be for um, i guess if
1: they got him in the in the thing and we're like oh he can't do it it can't
0: get him we might as well Give up, like if they, but they're trying to get him out so they never, he never got hooked up, then it wouldn't work. I'm not sure what the what the purpose of that was. Somebody smarter than me, write it in the comments below and explain. Or are what they the tracking purpose of them?
1: I, I feel like he's got to have some sort of exceptional. Well,
0: he's he's definitely been like bred from for this from birth, but whether. Is the quantum stuff in his blood, is the purpose of that to allow him to do this? Or does well, everybody doesn't... have the quantum goo in the blood? Yeah. Um, and if the neural damp, like, maybe the neural dampener is so that they're they're being able to track him because of his neurons or whatever. Uh-huh. And this was a way to, like, cloak him from their tracking technology by turning his neurons off. I don't know. It was never clear. Um, perhaps both of us just missed it. Yeah. is entirely possible it's happened before so uh the boy teases spock about how slow their subspace signals are he's obviously a genius um and uh we get a little and there's there's a on, on imdb there's a whole treatise on how the subspace communications as well as warp scale have changed throughout trek so that um like warp warp nine in next gen would be like warp 14 and whatever it's like and, and warp so inflation there's warp inflation <laughs> yes there's 100 percent warp inflation as well as subspace inflation um because we talk about subspace relays all the time because they're they need to communicate at faster than the speed of light right. through subspace and so um but the kids say we just go direct because we're much faster but they have to like do realize so they don't degrade the signal anyway that's all relevant in like voyager and a lot of fun stuff there but it's not here uh basically kids real smart that's what we know so on the planet Alora asked the secret service to present their coins to try and find the traitor i thought this she... set was really cool i wish we had spent a little bit more time there like the in the
1: interior was very cool
0: oh so cool and i wonder if this was the an actual building in the in the in the gardens in Ontario, or whether this internal part was a set. I bet it was part of the gardens. I bet they actually had that. Um, but who knows? So Alora finds one of them has a damaged coin case. It's him. He zaps another guard and makes a run for it. The remaining guards chase him, running in a really odd fashion. Did you notice that like they run yeah.
1: well, uh, very strangely. Well, there's
0: their armor or whatever. It's armor, but like they're not running fast. They're running very up and down. I feel like he'd probably want them to run fast, right? Uh, Great. Dust so they out. they fight in the hedge maze before Pike tackles him and holds him at phaser point. Uh, see what ah. they did?
1: What they did not attempt was some old school American football key. That's the tactic.
0: Yeah, you got to lower the shoulder. Yeah, you got to spike it. Boof. Yeah. Well, there it is. Didn't want to mess up his hair. Oh, well, that's how you hold the phaser. Yeah, that's it. A- if you, you want to, you know, pew pew the best, if you want to look cool while you're doing it. Because like, I don't know, I don't think these phasers have kicks.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I you need it's... the two hand, but you know, he looks great. Look, he's got to show uh, where the gun is. has got to show me
0: where the beach is. He's got to show the guns, baby! All right. Uh, anyway, I was so stupid. <laughs> um, so, Alora asks uh, what, what his deal is and stupidly gets close enough to him to get grabbed and held at knife point. Yeah, not great. Um... For somebody who's so like smart tactically, that was really stupid of him. I guess not if she her. knew she could jujitsu him and stab him right in the Well, heart. that's the thing. It it ends up being nothing because she fights back and a struggle ensues, and of course, he's fatally stabbed. Um I'll, you know. Knowing that this was an episode from the 60s, this was a this is a very sixties, like, oh, we all fall in the knife fatally stabs immediately the person it, it feels very like old time yeah, and th-
1: where he got stabbed isn't necessarily like fatal so well, you don't
0: know where their bits and bobs are uh, on this you're client. right
1: but i'm saying what i found to be the most incredulous of all of this uh, act action sequ- or suspense sequence is that okay he tries to kill her right or threatens right. to kill her and then she flips a switch and, ki- and stabs him but then, and and you know, Pike the whole time is he's not—it's not on stun. He says he could defend her at any time. But this guy then goes, pulls out the knife again, and nobody like re- behaves but, with any sort of urgency that he might now try to stab her again.
0: Like you think maybe like drop your weapons might be a part of what's happening yeah, there. I don't know what's happening, but yeah, that that whole sequence is a little sloppy. Um, and convenient that they kill him, yep. right? like it's I think if you a rewrite would be he kills himself right he knows he's trapped he can't give away the secret mm-hmm. like as opposed like what is the point in her holding her hostage like he's caught he needs to keep the thing secret he should kill himself
1: Yeah, I, it accomplishes the same thing right well this sequence kind of goes into one of my big wormholes later which I'm going to hold on to but uh, r- remind me to put a, put a pin on this Okay, okay.
0: So, uh, Kirk... Panty Soup! T- Panty Soup! Kirk talks to Uhura in Ten Forward, but then La'on, uh, the... Yes, the uh, Kirk's brother. Uh, Captain Kirk's brother. Um, talks to her in Ten Forward, but La'on runs him off and gives her some chips stolen from the crashed ship. And because she stole them, she can't translate them through the computer. So she tells Uhura to do it. Um... Again, like a little bit of a, a logical question here, like why wouldn't Pike not being like super on top of all of the rules, he'd want to know what's going on. The Allure, the, the the Magellans wouldn't want them reading the chips, obviously, but I feel like if she went to, to Pike and said like, hey, we got these, he would be like, yeah, run and just keep it on the DL as opposed to have to do it this way.
1: Yeah, she's being. A, that's another one that, like, I mean, I get it, but also uh, the logic's going It for, with re, with within reason, I get there are secretive people or whatever, but it's not like this is some huge revelation that they're trying to keep a secret, right? Like you know, in Temple of Doom, where it's like boom, like that. It they they believe in it. It, it's the foundation of their whole thing. They believe in it. They're, I don't think they're ostensibly trying to keep it a secret. So I guess I guess they're just trying to. They don't want too much of the information to get into Pike in their hands because then it might
0: be distributed. Yeah, I mean that's actually a really big. That's a really good question. They're so secretive, for,
1: but for what? Like,
0: is it a secret or is it not a secret? Yeah. Because she invites Pike to watch it. Like, what? What is? What is her motivation for inviting Pike to see it? He yeah. doesn't need Mike doesn't need to see it. I mean, I guess it's
1: it's it's a technological religion in a way. So I guess it's 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 not flawless, but it's not it's well, not by, by it's not asymmetrical morals. to 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 use a, a religious uh, uh, analogy. Sacrifice, right?
0: yeah, yeah, sure, sure. So
1: you know, it's kind of I guess like. You know, you'd think the the Christian fundamentalists wouldn't want a TLC show made about them because maybe some deep secrets are going to pop out. But then again, if they believe in it enough, then there's nothing to hide. So
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think like if they want to keep it secret, they would never have invited Pike in there unless she's like, I'm so in love with you. You just sort of need to see this part of me so that we can... We can, you know, join the team or whatever. But that didn't quite make sense to me.
1: Yeah, I mean, because... Okay, but if I think, it's not I a think, secret, then... I think the ultimate that, question becomes, is it worth it? Is all of their technical advances... Well, that's, and the, all that's those... the
0: ethical question of the episode. Mm-hmm. And which which uh, I think is a, is a great question. That's what the, the most Star Trekky part of it all. But, like, all right, so if it isn't a secret... Why don't why don't they save right from the very beginning? Yeah, we've got these separatists, these people mm. who are fighting against what we're doing and that's who's that's who's chasing us.
1: I'm actually less concerned with the their secretiveness well, well we got to get to it we're, t- we're way too early in the plot
0: too. You gotta, you gotta you gotta pick one that's yeah. what I'm saying yeah. uh, anyway so uh Laon tells Uhura to translate these chips and you know give up the ghost so we hit to bay, and Mbenga asks the Magellans can you help my daughter of course. And but the guy says it's illegal unless there was an alliance between our cultures. Um I gotta protect the technology. So Pike walks Alora uh, back home. Also, another pin. Yeah. Is this guy
1: on the fence or is he a secret agent? Right? Like is he does
0: he not know which way he is he waffling? No, I think I, I think he's definitely a secret agent. Which begs the question Why
1: doesn't he just be like, yo, this is what's up?
0: Yeah, because he's, well, I mean, he he doesn't want his son to get, you know, get liquefied, but maybe he believes in not, trans, you know, not giving the technology, but it's, it's confusing. But probably here is he doesn't want to give up his cover, right? If he breaks the law, that gives up his cover.
1: Yeah, but if he's like, hey, could I talk to Pike for a second?
0: Hey, they're going to goo my son. If you
1: could, we could just, if you could aid me in our escape here.
0: Well, yes, but you also don't know if Pike's, Cause Pike is about to bone the leader <laughs> of the other guys, so okay. he doesn't know what That's Pike's fair. gonna do. That's very fair. So, uh Pike walks Alora back home. She's startled because the guy betrayed her. They make google eyes at each other, then she kisses him and invites him in to her bedroom. Cue the harps and set your phasers to bone. So in Act Three, a postcoital pike. And Mike has the g-
1: internal struggle of how many nudie Nudie screenshots does one take to to artfully set the scene, but
0: not get thirsty. <laughs> Don't get thirsty, Mike. <laughs> Keep your pants on. I'm not sure that you know, like
1: you know, I've I've had a, enough rendezvous in my life. I can't wait I'm to not, hear the end of I mean, that. But I'm sentence. not sure if I've ever like cutesy snuggled like this.
0: Post. This is a cutesy snuggle. <laughs> that's because you have a cold, dark, broken heart. Okay, that's fine.
1: <laughs> that was so uh, good. Can you go ahead and just give me a little scratch? Give
0: me a little. Lloo. I'm so cozy. I'm just so
1: cozy.
0: Nope, 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 nope. That voice is not allowed for this topic. Nope, 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 no. <laughs> oh, okay, we're getting co- uh, Come on, we're getting comfortable. <laughs> come on. Okay, come put on. your we're shirt back you. <laughs> on. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm never recording another episode on Thursday at one. <laughs> Thursday Thursdays, baby. Oh, I don't know what's going on with Mike. I apologize. <laughs> Keep your shirt on. I just you're like, oh, there it looking is. Looking
1: in your deep, deep eyes. Oh my goodness. You, you're the one who said set your phasers to bone.
0: In an adult voice. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Come on. All right. So, anyway. Get your sweet ass back here. Okay, that's perfectly appropriate. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, he, in his, uh, you know, they they talk a while. They giggle and they reminisce. And they, they talk about the coincidence of meeting again after all these years. And he brings up his tragic future. She says, you know, our doctors might be able to help you, but you'd have to be one of us. Do you want to stay over? Forever? Later, Uhura turns in her homework to La'an. She's learned a lot. She's learned a lot. La'an says, you should present this to the captain. So, in sickbay, Mbenga brings food to the kid, who has beamed his daughter, Rukia, to play. They're playing hopscotch. And, of course, the boy found her. Mbenga says, please don't tell anybody. Again the odd secrecy about the daughter what is the problem with Yeah, him? you all but told the doctor but now this kid has an opportunity to tell the, this they could solve the girl right now but why are we why not well because they don't want to share their technology which i understand like because if if it turned out you had a miracle cure for everything the entire universe would descend get upon it, your but planet but god,
1: god kid here clearly wants to help the
0: kid so if he says hey let's help this one girl i'm sure dad would be like cool no but he's not but that's that's the trick he's not he's not in charge he's not god oh, yeah, kid like god he has any goo power kid. he's just goo. he's he's just gonna be good not god keep that in mind you gotta delete that extra o or add the extra o all right so yeah the extra uh, O's for oh on the bridge pike is annoyed that damn he had he's to, cute though come on he's super cute pike is annoyed that he had to beam up to hear uhura's report uh you know because he was hoping for round two and number one says uh we needed to do this without your girlfriend overhearing Mm. so she's matched the language in the chips to the neighboring colony but based on the language roots the colony is not alien but actually ancient magellans and they ask the question who would leave paradise and why then the kid and this handler want to head to the surface and they beam themselves down but it turns out the boy has been stolen by a combat cruiser that is peacing out they so they clearly with-
1: were they clearly were I think going back to our wormhole about the the, the brain kit they clearly were observing them because they knew when they were going to try to beam down
0: and they were like this is the time to do the kidnap but okay this is another part that's confusing to me but if the, the father doctor handler is in on it, what doesn't he want to get on the ship and peace out?
1: Yeah. Wouldn't he have wanted him to have been escape potted to the. I
0: well, I, I guess it's not I'm a good double f- agent is what I am saying? Uh, no, He sucks at it. I'm trying to fix this in my head. So I think uh, I think the idea is they'd never get away from the Enterprise in that other ship. So what he needs to do is buy time, mm-hmm. by make have seem... the kid disappear, because like he's because I I think it, for them it's a delay game because in two days the yeah. other kid will be liquefied and if they don't plug him in the whole thing collapses. I think that
1: fixes it because I think the plan here is I think Dad is in on the plan to make it look like he's dead. Right? They're going right. to sacrifice that whole cruiser of people. Right? It's in a suicide mission. They're yeah. going to get blown up. In order to make it look like kid is dead, and then we can
0: eventually figure out how to tell them and get the kid beamed out. And also, apparently, the entire planet—like all those cities floating in the sky—are gonna crash down. Yeah, we're gonna kill millions of people. Yeah. So it's a it's it's a kamikaze mission one way or the other. So uh, anyway, uh, they they uh, they hit the cruiser with a tractor beam but it's trying to warp out anyway. They uh, try to turn the tractor beam off, but it's too late and the ship explodes, which I'm guessing now was the plan. Yes. Was See, to make it fair. look like the kid was dead. So they'd stop. Yeah. Okay. So that makes sense. The kid's on the ship. Uh,
1: so an act for, he's a great, I'm, this guy's a great actor though. As, as far as secret agents go, he does He plays the, my kid's dead pretty good.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so, uh, in Act 4, Pike makes the uncomfortable zoom with his girlfriend. And he's like, bummer. But, you know, no big deal. He was just a symbol, right?
1: Yeah.
0: But, uh, she's distraught. and so it's not he... dead, Keith. Ew. No. It... Oh. Come Somebody's on! Gonna... Somebody's gonna take that <laughs> clip of your facial expressions, and that's gonna make an evening of it, so... <laughs> So, uh, Uh. she says if he doesn't ascend to be their leader, their floating cities will fall onto the surface, which apparently is just lava and acid. She hangs up and the mystery deepens. He asks how someone was able to beam the boy off the ship, and Uhura points the finger at the boy's handler. She points out the only way they could have beamed out is by having their medical records which the guy accessed right before they beamed so pike says spill it then Spock calls and says meet me on deck 17 but they don't bother to take the literal one minute to get an answer even though it looked like he was about to explain the whole thing so like mike mike tell me the answer there does still but hold on i gotta go somewhere there are still problems with
1: this being so used to writing 45 minute episodes, but when you gotta get to that 52 mark, those extra 7 minutes, you gotta, there's some delay tactics necessary. Well, they don't have to. They can be <laughs> 45 if they want. <laughs> I don't, I'm just trying to explain it.
0: Yeah, I don't, like, he's like he's like literally like, well, Spock, tell me the truth. He's like, <gasps> Captain. Captain. So, uh. Well, he did find the kid who's not blowed up. I mean, I mean like, is pretty no, it was, it was important, right? But, yeah. Like, it could have waited another 90 seconds. Or I, at least, like, like you know, uh, uh, number one, give me the answer and call me when he gets... Or keep uh, me on comm. Keep me on... Yes, of course! They're, they're gonna just keep the cell phone on, on speaker. Anyway, so Spock tells Pike that the kid had set up a distress signal. And that he didn't blow up in the ship. He ended up in a cargo pod still on the Enterprise. Weirdly, in the hallway? Of The Enterprise and not in the cargo bay. Why is the hallway filled with stuff? Are we like hoarders? Well,
1: a couple episodes ago, we had to we we shot all of the cargo stuff out into space, right? Like we had a big
0: right, thing. but then we fixed it. We went to this, we went to the station, we fixed everything. Oh, you're right. Well, maybe they're you know, there's like their inventory. Nog's know, doing yeah. some
1: inventory, <laughs>
0: they're doing some reinvent. Yeah, right. Well, I don't understand why it's in the middle of the hallway. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, had they
1: just got the doctor to talk. 30 seconds ago, we wouldn't have sent the kid back. He,
0: cause, right. Right. <laughs> he, kid wouldn't have got gooed. All he needed to do. All right. So, like, you know, you, you be Pike. Ask me what the deal is. All right, Keith. Why did you try to steal your own kid? Oh, well, they're about to liquefy him. So he's actually here on the thing. So we, we just need to save him so he doesn't get liquefied.
1: Oh, or at least spend some time to, to like, investigate and make sure. He, Let's find out before, yeah. we, before we goo him. Yes. Oh, that's all it took. Oh, by the way, you're banging the one lady who can give you all the answers, so if you just, like, ask her what's up.
0: Yeah, who well, apparently it's not a secret, because she, like, lets you in and watch you the whole thing. I don't what's going on here? Uh, anyway, so... I liked this
1: episode a lot more before we started talking about it.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry I ruined it. <laughs> so they tend they send the kid down to the surface to perform the ceremony, and we see everybody celebrate. Everybody's happy. Allura is happy. But Pike... You know, still slow on the draw here. Still has some questions. And he knows his girlfriend is still lying to him. Number one, finally now, hours later, interrogates the boy's handler. He was the one who beamed him into the cargo pod. And he says, I did it to keep him safe. I'm trying to prevent him from performing his duties so I could save him. All of this could have been said like two hours ago and we would have saved the kid. And I wrote down, "Uh, oh, they're going to sacrifice this kid. Yeah, we we got it." So, Alora invites Pike into the ascension room to watch because she wants him to be a part of this for some reason.
1: Well, some people like it, you know, like like to watch. Them liquefy a child? You know what? Whatever does your thing. Whatever floats your
0: boat, buddy. No! No, that doesn't apply to everything. <laughs> I want you to go in that room. And liquefy that kid. Abort. <laughs> Boy. Oh, now that, you abort? Give me that panty soup. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord. I'm never going to watch this episode again. It's going to give me nerves. So, Alora invites Pike. Oh, yes. So, meanwhile, on the ship, we find out that the planet has put shields up and blocked communications. We see the ceremony begin. It's like a the conclave, you know, when they're doing the Pope stuff. You can't go in there. No, for sure, yeah. Uh but the kid is a little reluctant, uh, as they pull out the drained corpse of the last kid. Which was super cool special effect. Let's get to super it. Super cool. Pike's like, Can I, I mean, see that
1: thing? And they're like, Yeah, no. Well, let me just like take a peek. Okay. Let's pull down the curtain. She just let some
0: sit like, I like I'm like, can you at least like take my hand? What are they and, gonna like, do with with
1: like with drained
0: kid? He still looks alive. Oh God, no, he's dead. Well, I mean, whatever. So I get those bushes to grow so nicely. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. So Pike is like, uh, don't do this. And his girlfriend's like, nah, it's all good. So the kid steps into the energy suck chair and it starts sucking his brain out. Pike tries to fight, but is immediately knocked out by a guard. So, sorry, kid. The sci-fi horror of this is great, though. Oh, my God. It looks fantastic. And and it is truly horrifying. And then he's just like. Now he's like, I'm a battery. Oof, crazy.
1: The worst is is coming up when he's like, well, does he suffer? And she's Uh like, yeah. (laughs)
0: Yup. So he wakes up later with Allura and the ascension is complete. He wants to save the kid, but she says it's too late severing the connection will kill him. Turns out, of course, that that the Magellan founders built a machine that needs a child's neural network to maintain itself, and they don't even know how it works anymore. Uh, So they can't fix it, and yup, the child will suffer. And she points out that the suffering of one child prevents the suffering of all of the others, getting to the main ethical quandary of the episode, He says, I'm going to report this to Starfleet, and she says, so what? You have no jurisdiction here. Which is also true. He beams out, and she cries. Back in the sickbay, Mbenga talks to the boy's handler. He's going to the colony on the other planet, and turns out they were all just trying to save the child, not abduct them. He offers to help Mbenga's kid. He can't cure her, but he does tell him where he can start. Uh, Which is actually huge, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a big transition point there. It's like, oh. here's
1: the, I, look, I can't build you the Death Star, but here's the blueprint. And that's, right. you
0: know. That's where you get, you know, every Death Star starts with a, with a blueprint. Mm-hmm. An AutoCAD so, file. Exactly. So lastly, in Pike's quarters, he stands out the window, sadly, and drinks. And that, folks, is our episode uh we have a lot to talk about sir we do in the segment we call
1: uh we're working on it but uh let's do it this way uh, uh... i've got a hunch he's got the munchies But there is no time, cause it's time for the punchy! (laughs) Punch
0: a Keith. Isn't it the punchies? The punchies? Yeah, the punchies. should be the punchies, right? (laughs) I'm working on it! (laughs) I I got the blueprint. I got the blueprint. Lift me where suffering cannot reach. All right, so uh, let us begin with wormholes in the plot. Yeah, so my big wormhole is this,
1: and, and I, I'm sure we can come up with a come up with a solution. But it's it's still look, I can I can buy the secretiveness of of the main. You know, they don't want to give away their technology. They're also sucking goo kid brain for battery, so that's like not flattering. You don't put that on your your on your. Uh, your poster, you know, to come visit us. We suck yep. kid brain, you know. Uh, oh my God, why can I not think of that word, Keith? You know, like when you, you know, you want people to come visit your town. That's called uh, like tourism. Tourism, yeah. Ooh. Okay, yeah. See, when you lean backwards, it makes your scale all. You're now you're like very tiny. Yeah, but I'm more comfortable. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right I'll, anyway, i be here. <laughs> but what I don't understand is why do this? Why is the secret sect? Why are they secret? shouldn't they be sending off to scratch calls everywhere being like soil and green is people come help us rescue the kid it's kid it's kids
0: a million percent
1: that's like my big worm plot why are they secret like they literally could have
0: just like called the enterprise and said here's what's happening here's what we're doing
1: yeah like they hold they tease the whole time why why did this advanced civilization not want to be part of the federation well there's there's some pretty good reason right there yeah are sure. gooing kid brains I'm sure that right, that right. would raise it's some ethical quandaries usually frowned upon by
0: Not the that Federation
1: their juxtaposition to the way we operate or isn't oh, no. sound but but I think there's a strong case for the for the the offshoots the the McKee of this world if you will to be like yo they're frying kids we gotta this is a humanitarian crisis you know what I mean and uh that doesn't happen so that's a big wormhole in this plot right because yeah. because the second we do tell them pike's like oh yeah we got to go help this kid right and, and by that point it's I mean, too late
0: so they don't necessarily know that but like it didn't ch- it doesn't change anything that would have happened right mm-hmm. because the enterprise blew them out of the sky anyway mm-hmm so, right? So like, like they might as well tell them then get blown up as opposed to not tell them then get blown up.
1: So the like the the sort of illogical secret is the wormhole. Because I'm gonna to go to Mbenga 2 Embega 2 too, because I get why he's not announcing the daughter thing, right? Apparently it breaks a bunch of Federation rules and like he's got a secret warp core drive as as like a favor that's keeping her alive. I, I mean I I understand it at its core level, but if this is your one shot, Keith, if for years you've been searching. For somebody with the with the scientific and then you and then you're caring for this guy's kid, and this guy's kid now, who is going to be the Dalai Lama, as far as you know, is showing interest in your daughter. You gotta take your shot, right? It's it's Hamilton. This is the time where you you gotta ask. And he brings it up as a hypothetical, but but this is your shot and just feels like and then he tells the kid not to tell. It seems secretive for no reason to be secretive.
0: Yes, uh, the the whole the the whole thing. I mean, actually, both of those stories, right? Is it a secret? Is it not a secret? Why are we keeping it a secret? All of that is is muddy to me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, just so those are my two big wormholes. I'm sure there's some other stuff, but those are the ones that just I couldn't I couldn't shake 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 Malora.
0: Yeah, I mean, honestly. I <sighs> The ethical quandary at the center of this episode is clear. Right? I totally yeah. get it. Do, you know, like it's it's the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few taken to an extreme. It's the pushback against Spock's yeah. idea. And and, right?
1: and 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 it's done well. I don't think that they're seen chewy bad guys, right? Apparently, this is technology. It's like that that, you know what, it, it harkens to in Deep Space 9 is that episode where half the colony was a fabrication like an AI generation and the guy just for as long as he knew he was keeping them generated and they were going right. in the computer simulation It's just it's happened for so long we just keep going on with it because we know that at this point it's same kind of thing here we've been doing it this way for so long we don't even know the origins anymore we don't know why we have to use a kid we just know that we can't replace it we've looked we can't do it this is the way right. it is so it's about facing sort of generation gener- generational issues from our forefathers look look we know there's some stuff like in the sure Constitution that, that maybe we would do different
0: now, but or like, how do you, th- you know, what, what do you think our country got built on? Yeah, um, there's hello? some it's problematic. <laughs> Why do we exist?
1: So <laughs> all that stuff is good, but uh, there's some, you know, like there's a but lot of we laid down a lot of contrivances to get to the,
0: the big, well. Big it, point. it was a whole bunch of of like cat and mouse and this that, the other thing, none of which really held together or made any sense around a central ethical quandary, which is the interesting part, mm-hmm. which is not front facing in the episode at all. We don't ever really ask the question or debate the question. There's like a couplet of dialogue at the end, as opposed to, right. We we should have found this out. I mean, if this were next gen, right? We would have found out that they were going to sacrifice the kid in act two. Mm-hmm. And then we would have had the debate, the debate with the good other good people, point. the debate amongst ourselves. Like, do we intervene? Do we not intervene, you know, and have, and and like, just have one half of the crew decide, like, we got to save this kid and the other and kid. And the like, question, and then becomes, and they, they and muddy it a little this. bit because the reason Pike, who's shown to be quite
1: astute, doesn't ask the questions, the hard hitting questions, is it
0: be- are we to
1: believe it's because he's horny is that what's clouding his judgment is
0: it no it's because he he jumps straight to I've got to save the kid and not actually explore this all you know and and it, at no point are we faced with a dilemma and I think that's the that, mm. that is the problem here our our heroes are never faced with a dilemma by the time we find out what's happened it's already too late we can't unplug the kid we can't save him and so we're not forced into the ethical dilemma which is about what the episode is about why why are we af- it's almost like the writers were too afraid to really wrestle with that topic so they made it about a whole bunch of other stuff so that we could ask the question without ever having to try to answer it quick pitch keith let's do it Open the episode with the last kid getting goo sucked.
1: We start with the ceremony. Watch kid mm-hmm. get goo sucked. The whole episode then is the doctor comes to the, it's kidnap the kid or the, the, the McKee people, I, that's for lack of a better word, the uh, Prospect Seven kidnap the kid. They're seeking refuge on the ship. They're explaining why this is terrible, blah, 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 blah. Then Pike runs into ex-girlfriend, she explains her side and like you said, then we spend the episode going back deep debating. Not only that, the kid has all the kid wants to go do it. The kid is like this right. is my my sacred duty and we're trying to save him but he doesn't want to be saved because he's part there's
0: more, there's a way right. to do it, you know? Yeah. They, they just yes, they they it's almost like there's 35 minutes of filler in an episode so that you don't have to actually ask the real questions. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the and, and so you know to talk about the wormholes and the logic of all of the like machinations of the it almost doesn't make any difference because it's right. just filler yeah right it's just it's just filler it doesn't it doesn't make any difference so um all right so let's move forward to the best moment okay so here is the the positive stuff for me
1: I think that this is of all of the uhura going and uh, going through all the different like internships this is my the right. best one I think. Mm. You know, she's I like her interaction with Noonie and Singh. I like though her kind of her part in the mystery resolution or at least her research. I think they're continuing to show her as in- extremely competent and excelling and all those things. Cool stuff. Uh I also thought the the horror chamber, the suck ring mm-hmm. all of that to be like visually stunning, uh awesome sci-fi horror, just very effective. I thought that was pretty cool. In fact, that was probably my favorite bit of just I think visually, yeah. visual storytelling. I think it was just very strong, and the kid was so brave, and yet he even had a beat of being like, "Ooh, maybe <laughs> I didn't know it was going to look like that." So that 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 was my best moment, I think, is that last little, and and yeah. I think that I like I like the idea that they don't shy away from it. This is our ceremony; we're all in. This is how it's done, yeah. and and I thought that that was all cool, and 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 raised some good questions some sci-fi questions and ethical quandaries. And I think that was the strongest stuff. Unfortunately, it was the last three seconds, you know? So
0: why did she turn? Like, right, so so we're, so the all the way up to the very end, she's trying to keep the secret from Pike, right? Trying to keep the secret, trying to keep the secret. And then, I don't know, after they made out, she's like, oh, now let me show you the nitty gritty horror of this. Like, why? Why did she turn? She could have kept this whole or thing. Or have him the give a monologue
1: time. about say something that makes her think, oh, he'll understand. I don't know. Yeah. I'm right,
0: right, right, right. Yeah. 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 What
1: about you, Keith? What was like
0: your favorite bit? Yeah, I I I think it's the same thing. I, I think I think the the emotional, visual, and conceptual horror of that of that last scene. Mm-hmm. Um, that that stuck with me in a way that the rest of the episode didn't. Yeah. Um and it was it was visually interesting it was well acted it was well shot it was it was horror and it it was it was very temple of doom right um i also was, also just
1: don't if, going back to wormholes like the whole the his handler the dad his uh, we won't have we, let's not belabor it if to go back, uh, but tracking his agency through it and his decisions and when to keep right. it that all goes back to our big wormhole which was like why are they keeping it that a secret? Let's what was ask his, for help. Yeah,
0: his internal plan, whatever it is, needed to be consistent. And well, I don't what's think What's the timetable?
1: How long between one goo battery? How long does a kid goo battery last? How long have they right. been plotting this es- this escape for the next kid? Like all of those things, right? Could be an interesting Get Goonies adventure. Uh, anyway, all right. Mm. Shall we? All right, let's do it. Oh, I didn't do the. Oh my God! Mike. Oh, it's Michael! Just, Michael, know, he just—he thought he did, but he didn't.
0: He didn't. Here are some for you. All right, Michael. We got enough of it. I feel like we got symbols. enough of it there. We, yeah, sure. good enough.
1: Uh, I know why all that happened. So, well, next episode you'll hear it. Um, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, I mean, he says that now. Uh, sometimes between episodes, the whole computer melts and you have to build a whole new one.
0: Yeah, don't overclock, buddy. <sighs> so,
1: man, I really dug it uh, about an hour ago. Oh, no, I ruined it. No, it just, I mean, th- th- it goes to show that, you know, we can still, I think that, I think what I dug was that I feel like the pacing and the everybody's kind of settling in. It feels like it's settling in as far as the company the ensemble the production the pacing felt good i thought that the the ticking clock and the stakes all felt uh, pretty decent throughout the episode so that's you know the the problems are just that when it it's not the best episodes we remember the question and we remember the debate as what you so astutely brought up I want to give you a chance to really chew on this one, yeah, because I always talk for so long. But I'll say that here, the question is great. You know, we often have this this complaint, and have had it a lot with this show so far. The question is great. It, just the confidence that they garnered last week seems to have gone. Like they just they really wanted to. It was almost like they were saving it, right? They 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 sacrificed to stay on brand. They sacrificed the debate. For the shock horror value of the last scene, right? Mm-hmm. We have to keep that. We have to keep it close to the vest, so that when we show you the gooing of the kid, uh, that that really blows your mind. And I think it's the it's weaker for it.
0: Uh, oh, it. It's it's they they didn't trust that it was going to be shocking either way. Mm-hmm. Like if we'd already had the debate, then we see it. Mm-hmm. It's every bit still as shocking. Yeah. Like it was almost like. They thought it was going to be a bigger surprise than it was. It really wasn't that well, surprising.
1: Well, also, you know, there's some sci-fi concepts here that would have been awesome to explore. We had all this episode and we didn't do. Like, your whole planet falls into lava if you don't goo a child brain? Like, the fa- just tossing it off as we don't know how it works. Well, I mean, it's just always been this way. I think yeah. the better episode if, if we know how it works and you have to do it this way. <laughs> then we then we have something really Jedi, right.
0: right? There's no exploration into the interesting... Or, or, like, the emotional impact it has on a society to know that you're doing that? Do they know? I think they do. We don't know that, though, Keith. That's the other part. I like, mean, like, the be, societal
1: trauma of having to do that. That'd be great. I'd love to know. You know, yeah. we're all having a big celebration, but do they know what happens when he goes in that chamber? Because they ain't letting anybody in. I didn't see any cameras. You know what I mean? So... Maybe it is if, if if it's a secret they're keeping from their society. That's really
0: interesting too. That would be that right. Either either one of those would have been an interesting interesting thing to explore. I think.
1: You know, but we often let a lot of deep space. We let a lot. A lot of times, we we, we gloss over the fact that hey, this would be a great episode if, but right. but this is not the if, right? We it's not, and we have it's to. Not. It has to. It, it's. The, I will also say this. I like that we've moved the Mbenga, Mbenga daughter story forward a little bit. A little I, bit. A little bit. Because we're. I don't know that there's much more we can drain from it. I just don't. I just. It start. I'm like, oh my god. Is am I? Is this? Is this growing old? I feel like it's growing old now.
0: It's only the second episode, but but I I, I don't think we I, I don't think we moved it forward at all, really. Well, he's. I mean, he's very smart, so he's got. But a, he said like, hey, here's the thing to start. It's not we a cure. Know, we don't know what that thing is. Yeah. Like it's just techno babble. That felt like, like dad reaching out happened. to dad,
1: like, oh now that my kid's dead, maybe I'll help you out. And like yeah, look, it's not great. Um I didn't find it to be as uh what was the one what was like two episodes ago. What was the one not some we really liked? What was the one prior? You to mean that? Ghosts
0: of It's probably the yeah, one that you Yeah, that's feeling. the one where I was like Where the, where they want all wanted to bang the light.
1: Yeah, so what did I where did I let that settle? You hit that at a sixty six Okay, so I'm going to go... I think it's better than that. I, maybe it's not actually story-wise, but I just felt like the whole piece, the package still I was more satisfied as far as like a viewing experience, not under super scrutiny. So I'm going to go bump it a little bit and say 72 self-sealing stem bolts.
0: 72. Yeah, it's interesting because... My... I had the sort of same experience that you did, right? Where I think we when I first watched it I liked it better than when I really thought about it mm-hmm. and I think that that I, I I think it's been shedding stem bolts as we've been talking about it for me as well um you know the the essential question of it the essential premise um is classic Star Trek it's great it's it's like you know what are we willing to sacrifice? for peace for good for prosperity for whatever needs of the many versus the needs of the few all great um i like the fact that they were bold enough to like lead into the horror at the end Mm -hmm. and not sort of soft pedal that that felt contemporary and refreshing and exciting um but as and i'm not going to belabor it either like the 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 whole rest of it just doesn't it doesn't address the interesting thing about it, but it tried to replace it with all sorts of, like, you know, palace intrigue and spies and spycraft and, you know, hiding the, you know, the, the, hide the kid, save the kid, pew pew, sacrifice yourself, blah, blah, blah. It ended up all just being a mess that doesn't really have its own internal logic or, or, or really get to anything. I didn't understand why Pike was so, um, weakened by his googly eyes for this lady mm-hmm. um he kind of just like it was a like, oh, flutter flutter that he sort of lost his like it didn't it didn't feel like he had any of his strength or character He was just like oh boobies and believe me i get it i feel the same way but like i'm not the captain of the enterprise so um yeah, so I, I don't know. Like I, I think we've uh, we've addressed all of it. Um, do you know that if
1: save if if Uhura had not kind of translated the the message, none of our crew, nobody in our main cast would have had any agency in the in the procedure of this plot. We would just we would have been bystanders for the whole thing. We did nothing. We
0: didn't do anything. Yeah, we we really didn't, and. That I guess also, Spock
1: triangulated to find the kid, maybe, we could say, but outside of her, but really, nobody did
0: anything. Well, right, and, and we easily could have made the episode about that, too. Like, yeah. why aren't we doing anything? Mm-hmm. Well, we can't, for this reason, and this reason, and this reason. Whether it's the, the the prime directive, we can't, or, you know, somebody's making the argument, well, look, yes, they are sacrificing this this kid, but they're also pulling millions out of poverty and, like, uh, you know 10,000 kids won't die because yeah, of this so then maybe there's a point to be made for this it's worth it no, we find we, out we,
1: starfleet has known about it but there's like an appeasement situation there's so many things right, we could right. or
0: done. or like you know you know we we we'll turn the blind eye so we get some of this technology that can save blah blah, blah 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 whether it's on an individual level or on a starfleet level there's so many different stories there that they just chose not to tell um and uh, i wish that they had so at the end of the day as we're shitting stem bolts as we're talking i'm going to come in at 67 self-sealing stem bolts um you know it's it's yeah, so I easy a to get high. sucked can i am
1: going down to i'm going down to to 69
0: 69 okay yeah. um yeah i mean like it's it's easy to get sucked into it's so beautiful to look at mm-hmm. the you know the acting is so good the production is so great. If you just you just have to like turn that off and think through the actual episode yeah. and uh, it's not very successful and it feels antiquated in its sort of logic. And that I think that's because it's based on an episode that's 50 something years old.
1: Yeah, but this, I mean, you have to use it verbatim, like take the idea from it and explore,
0: you know? Yeah, I, I think they took too much. I think that's exactly it. I think no. they took too much all right so speaking uh, of having too much of something speaking of it Mike tell us tell us what we're doing too much of Keith we also watch let me tell you what's having
1: a lot of confidence right now and that is season three of Deep Space nine moving towards season four I just love every week reading the the people commenting saying Mike you have it's so funny Mike has no idea what he's in store for and I don't every week and I'm here for it yep. and I'm loving it you can join us every Wednesday. Keith and Mike watch Deep Space Nine and talk about it for two hours, or you can watch me on the Patreon, patreon.com slash KM, watching it week to week. I thank those who do, and I look forward to more joining the team. On Mondays, Keith and I talk about stuff on KM Geekly, and this week I forced him
0: uh-huh. to
1: watch with me and broadcast live. Join us Sunday at 1245 for 15 minutes of pre-talk until the 1 o'clock start of the Xbox Summer Games Showcase. We're going to watch it live and talk all over it, so maybe watch it on a rerun if you don't want to hear us talk over it. But we're going to see if I can get Keith psyched about some upcoming games on Xbox. We did the whole series of David E. Kelly's The Practice, all eight seasons. You can check that out. It's on YouTube, but it's mostly on your podcast feed. Strange New Show drops on Saturdays. And, of course, we are still talking about Star Trek toys. We did the Borg Cube last week, and this week we got some customs for you. Check us out. Join us. Help us. Patreon.com slash k Or leave us a tip below. Or just comment, tell a friend, listen to us on the podcast, and leave us a ranking on your podcast feed
0: of choice. Very well done, Mister Rendeglio. We will see you back next week with the serene squall. No idea what that means. It's really fun to have absolutely no idea what's cool. coming. It is. Cool. Uh, I, I, I get to be Mike this this show. Super fun. Wow. Well, folks, <laughs> thank you so much for watching. That is the sound of Mike putting his shirt back on. <laughs> Till then, this has been Strange New Show. Keith and Mike watch Star Trek Strange New World. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for watching KM Entertainment. If you enjoyed our particular brand of nonsense, please like and subscribe. Or become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash KM.